bite-sized climate action is all about the things that you can do to mitigate climate change. From adopting simple climate-friendly habits and spreading awareness to family, friends, and others in your sphere of influence. In this episode, we look at the collective power of youth to create change through climate education and climate activism. We speak with Jasmine Irisha Jim Ilham about mobilizing youth for climate action to create a more sustainable future for future generations. Jasmine Irisha helps mobilize young people on climate action. She was the former manager of the Malaysian Youth Delegation, MYD, where she tracked the UNFCCC COP climate change negotiations and previously researched on sustainable development at the Science Policy Practice Nexus at leading research centers such as the Jeffrey Sachs Center on Sustainable Development and the International Research Institute on Climate and Society at the Earth Institute in New York. She obtained her Master's in Climate and Society from Columbia University and is currently the Climate and Environment Consultant at UNICEF Malaysia. Jasmine, you mobilize young people on climate action. So let's start with your own exposure to climate and the environment when you were in school. How is our education system doing in terms of exposing and empowering kids and teens to make climate-conscious decisions? I think our school education system provides very basic information and knowledge when it comes to climate education. Climate and environmental education is being integrated within core subjects like science, such as biology, chemistry, physics, and also geography. In language subjects like Bahasa Malaysia and English, uh, we were given environmental topics to write about, such as identifying problems uh, like air pollution, expanding on solutions such as recycling, practicing the 3R, carpooling, being mindful of electric consumption. Um, but towards what extent do we really think about these issues? Are we just memorizing points to score in our essays? Does any of our ideas ever get translated into solutions. Personally, I was really inspired to join environmental-related initiatives in school because of like-minded peers and very supportive teachers. I guess in that sense, I have always been a doer. I, I like to see things get done. Um, with, but with this being said, there is a need for a dedicated environmental or climate education syllabus to be implemented in the school curriculum to further equip the school children with adequate knowledge to adapt to the challenges to come and also to think about the solutions to mitigate those problems. We need an intersectional approach to climate education as well. This is going well beyond the science. We need to cover the justice aspect of it in terms of intergenerational obligations, understanding the history, significance of inclusion of diverse voices, including the marginalized and vulnerable population, such as children, women, persons with disabilities, and indigenous groups. Speaking about an intersectional approach to climate education and indirectly climate action, what are some of the barriers that are maybe stopping Malaysian youth from getting involved in climate activism? And how can we overcome these barriers? 
based on a recent study by UNDP and UNICEF Malaysia, about 92% of Malaysian youth recognize that climate change is a crisis. However, even with acknowledging that climate change is a crisis, they sort of sit on two very different ends of the spectrum. On one hand, you have those who are really out there very proactively involved in climate action. Whereas on the other hand, you have this group of young people who don't really know where to start. And this could be due to the lack of resources, lack of information, or just feeling helpless or overwhelmed by the whole situation. But there are many ways uh, for young people to take part in climate action. Firstly is getting involved with an NGO. There has been a rise in climate and environmental related NGOs and platforms in the recent years, such as the Malaysian Youth Delegation, Klima Action Malaysia, WWF, and Econites. Secondly, do what you can within your own capacity. No act is too small. Remember that small efforts do count. We should not dismiss individual action. In fact, there is this concept uh, which is coined by MIT professor called Edward Lorenz, um, and it's called the butterfly effect. Uh, essentially, it says that all small actions uh, is being amplified into bigger ones, whether it is being um, reducing your carbon footprint by taking the public transportation, or going vegan, or simply practicing a zero-waste lifestyle. All this effort counts. And thirdly, it's through the power of social media. Follow connect and also amplify your own and each other voices. I, I personally learn a lot through social media like Instagram and Twitter um, and a few of my favorite accounts to follow and learn from are Project Youth um, and also Ideal Iman. We know that climate change affects everyone on earth but not everyone is interested in the climate. So how do you communicate the importance of taking action on climate change to people who don't really care about it? The best thing that you can do is listen. Understand where they are coming from. There are several reasons why one may not be interested in the climate, so I'm just going to list a couple of examples. So like firstly, um, in terms of different background, demographically or socioeconomically, um, those from a lower income status, they have probably a lot of other pressing issues that is more significant to them, such as job security or access to basic necessities. Um, but also there's quite a fragmentation here, right? Because those who are from a higher income status, um, they would also have a choice to live lavishly or excessively, sometimes well beyond the means or needs at the expense of the environment. Um, secondly, like the idea of eco-friendly lifestyle is expensive, um, and this notion is not necessarily true, but also entirely um, situational based on the individual. Um, and thirdly, is also um, we are sort of sheltered from natural disasters. We are not hit by devastating typhoons. Um, we, we, we don't see or feel climate change. Um, and because of that, um, we might not necessarily feel like it is directly bothering us or concerning us. So it is really important to get a clearer picture of why they are not interested in climate 
um, and this in turn will help you shape your narrative further in communicating with them on the importance of taking action against climate change. The cost of inaction is greater than action. So we really, really, really must act now because we, simply put, are running out of time. Jasmine, you have done a lot of work with the Malaysian Youth Delegation, MYD. Tell us about your experiences there. Why is climate activism among young people so important? I joined the Malaysian Youth Delegation in 2016. It was right after I finished my undergraduate degree. Um, while I was in my final year, I saw my seniors attending the very sexy COP21 in Paris who witnessed the monumental Paris Agreement. And I remember thinking at that particular point to myself, I thought, wow, that is so cool. And I wanted to be like them too. Um, so I joined after um, I finished my degree and MYE really did open my eyes to the world of international climate negotiations and also learning a lot more on local climate policies. Um, with MYD, we addressed issues on climate change from a multi-sectoral lens, um, you know, from climate science to climate journalism to communications and laws. It was really, really eye-opening and it is something that I definitely did not learn while I was at school or university. Um, the most valuable learning experience I had with MYD is the skill to communicate with different stakeholders. As a young person, it takes a lot to be taken seriously. Um, but with that, it taught me on how to use my youth to my advantage. So young people, they are more bold and brave when it comes to taking action and keeping our leaders accountable. They are passionate when it comes to things that matter and they have the skills to build a movement and momentum. The, the most powerful voices of today are the ones who have a stake in the future and those are the children and youth. They are not loud for nothing. They are frustrated, they are angry, and they have a right to do so. For years now, leaders have failed to take action that they have promised to. Um, and there's a reason why they like we are facing a rapid rise in terms of voices that are representing the climate movement now. And a majority of them are those who are from the younger generation. Um, and with this, um, we must support them, we must empower them, and we must listen to them. We must include their voices in decision-making levels and also make them feel heard, acknowledge them. Um, and only with that, we are able to move forward and hopefully to find solutions for a better future. Thank you for listening to our episode on mobilizing change through youth climate activism with Jasmine Irisha Jim Ilham, climate and environment consultant for UNICEF Malaysia. Here's a quick recap of this episode's bite-sized climate actions. Do what you can in your own capacity. 
no act is too small. Remember that small efforts do count. Help to amplify youth climate action voices by connecting with other like-minded young people through climate and environmental social media accounts. Get involved with climate and environmental NGOs to influence climate policies. For more simple actions you can take for a cooler planet, check out the Bite Size Climate Action website and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Bite Size Climate Action is developed by University Malaya and University of Nottingham, Malaysia, in collaboration with the British High Commission in Kuala Lumpur, supported by Econites.